Praise God for that reminder and that reality. You may be seated. You may be seated. Awesome. Well, it's an honor again to stand before you here on our birthday and celebrate all that God is doing in the life of Walk Church. Uh, when I thought about what type of message that I would want to deliver on this type of a day, I was hard-pressed to think, man, what, where do I even go? Because I'm just filled with excitement um, to see that we once started in the theater over there where it maxed out at 106 chairs. I think we laid out as many as we could find. We were grabbing them from everywhere today, so I think we got right around 300 today. Um, and that's encouraging, you guys. Because Jesus loves people, we love people. Um, and so with that said, if you, if you wouldn't mind, if you wouldn't mind, maybe if you see one just in the middle, if you just wouldn't mind scooting and maybe we can save some extras on the rows, don't feel like you have to. But if there's one extra one in the middle, I wouldn't think that, I probably wouldn't be the person that's like, oh, excuse me, excuse me, let me, let me grab that one, right? So let's help somebody out with that. Our theme for today is increase, increase. A couple months ago, I, I knew this date was on my calendar, and I was praying about it. I was getting ready for it, and I was thinking, what, Lord, what, what would be our theme for this next year? I feel like the Lord has given me a, a new theme for each year of ministry, that he'll just put a word on my heart or a verse on my heart or a specific statement or sentence that God is saying, you know what, this is the, the, the year you're walking into, the season that we're going to go into, and it just hit me right there, increase increase. And whenever I feel like the Lord gives me a word, I got to make sure it always matches with his word because praise God, he's not going to contradict himself. So if you feel like God's showing you something, always test it by the word. And I, and I remembered a verse that God gave me in college that has become a signature verse for me for my entire life. When I say that, I mean literally. I put it on all my signatures. And it's this scripture right here. I'm going to put it on the screen for you. It's John chapter 3 verse 30. John chapter 3, verse 30. I want you to read this off the screen with me if you wouldn't mind. Ready? One, two, three. He must increase, but I must decrease. And when I realized that God was teaching me in that moment when he gave me the word increase, what he was saying is he was saying, I want to increase in the life of your church. That it's not just you're going to increase without me. It's not going to happen. But Jesus is saying, I'm going to increase in this fellowship. That we're going to get more desperate more dependent, more reliant upon God. We're going to grab a hold of God. Don't you love the promise that God gave us when he said, if you draw near to me, do you guys know how it finishes? I'll draw near to you. Seek me and you'll find me. Knock, the door will be opened. God gives us the invitation, doesn't he? He says, hey, I, I want to have a relationship with you. I want to increase in your life. Just, so, just in case you were invited this morning. And maybe you've been going through a dark season. Maybe you've been in a storm. Maybe you're just coming out of a storm. Maybe you're getting ready to go into a storm. Here's what I want you to know. That God is able to increase in your life in the darkest seasons and provide a way. He is the way. And so I want to talk about that word increase uh, for the next few minutes. Today is going to be less of a sermon with notes and things like that. And just more of my heart and vision for this next year. Is that all right if we talk through some of those things? I want to go ahead and talk about this word increase. Everybody say increase. 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 This word increase is actually a biblical word, John 3.30 and several other places as well. I, I wanted to make sure I captured the heart of it. The word increase is, in the Greek, it's the word oxano. 
Oxano. So we're learning something right now. I want to look at these definitions with you. The Greek lexicon says it like this for the word oxano. To grow, to become greater, to multiply. So now I'm unpacking, I feel like, the, the theme that God gave me. I feel like growth is in front of us. We're seeing it. And what I believe is all healthy things grow. Right? Like, you want kids to grow? You want plants to grow? You want your bank account to grow? Can I get an amen from somebody? Amen. Don't be, don't, come on, let's, let's be real. Someone was like, yes. I'm not speaking that over you. I'm just saying we like when things grow. Healthy things increase. Healthy things grow. Um, multiply is a powerful word that we'll talk a little bit about here as well. And then I went from the Greek to just the Webster's English Dictionary, and this was the definition for increase. To, to become progressively greater as in size, amount, number, or intensity. Deep. Praying that God would increase in this fellowship, walk church. Increase in size, increase in intensity. Some of y'all get, gotta get a little more intense. You just gotta get a little more intense. You know, maybe, maybe that hand during worship might slowly creep up to here. You don't gotta go all the way. But maybe you might go here. You might be in your pocket like here, right? Maybe you'd get some intensity this year. You would increase in your worship to the Lord. Maybe you'd increase in your generosity. Maybe you'd increase in your serving. Maybe you'd increase in your ability to say, you know what, I'm going to get connected and not just be a, a sideline fan, but I'm actually going to get in the game and run. The race that God has called each of us to run. And when I see Jesus say, I must oxano, I must become greater. I must grow. I must get bigger in this church. It's him he's talking about. And we'll get out of the way. And he'll step in and be the one who gets all the glory. John the Baptist figured that out. As we look back at that verse, John 3.30, I would encourage you to read this in context sometime. There was a guy by the name of John the Baptist. John, he was the first ever Baptist. John the Baptizer, right? Here he is, and he's making disciples, He's living out the calling on his life to prepare the way for the Lord and make disciples. The thing that we should all be doing. Living a life of godliness and integrity and fearing the Lord and taking him serious and enjoying all that God has for us. John's doing that in the gospel of John. And one day he's with his disciples. He's out baptizing. He's teaching. He's hanging. And then all of a sudden, who is that? I want you to just imagine Jesus walking up. The Lord, Jesus Christ. Now, I don't want you to imagine some like glowing head, like stern Jesus, right? Like, and definitely don't imagine a white, blonde, blue-eyed Jesus. That wasn't him either. Um, but I just want you to imagine this Hebrew Jewish king step up onto the scene. And there was something about him that made John say, everybody be quiet. He must increase, and I must decrease. And the disciples of John said, what are you talking about, man? And John recognized it. He said, I'm not even worthy to tie the sandals on his Jordans. I mean, on his shoes, all right? <laughs> on Jesus' shoes, all right? And, and John said, I can't even do that. I can't even strap those things. I'm not... I'm not even worthy to do that. That was a servant's job. John said, I couldn't even do that. That right there is the Mashiach, the Christ, the Messiah, 
the Lord, the King that was prophesied about for thousands of years is now on display. Jesus is here. And John says he must increase. He must grow bigger. I must grow lesser. He must get more praise, more worship, more glory. I don't even want to touch it. Don't touch the glory of God, says John. And what happened was very significant. All the disciples of John said, all right, see you later. And they began to follow Jesus. And you know what? Jesus paid a great compliment to John. And he looked at John and he said, he will be the greatest in the kingdom of God. There's something about having the humility to say, I can't, but he can. There's something about having the humility to say, it's not about me. The times where I've said it's all about me are the times where I feel the less joy. It's a thief for my own joy. He must increase. So that's my prayer for this upcoming year and for the rest of our lives. I just want to share that with you, that, that we're as a team and as a church, if you want to join in on this increase journey, here's what it's going to look like. It's going to look like us continuing to pray the prayer of John the Baptist, where we get on our knees and we just say, Jesus, increase. Increase in my life. Increase in my family. Increase in our church. Increase in this house. We'll decrease. You increase. Amen? That's that context of this verse. And so as we look at those definitions one more time, I just want us to catch that, and then we'll keep moving forward. This word, oxano, to grow, to become greater, to grow in intensity. I like that right there. So I'm going to give you now three different areas that I really believe, as I've just prayed about this, that the Lord uh, desires for us to grow in this year, all right? I believe God's going to increase as we increase in these areas in our church. Are y'all ready? If you're ready, say ready. ready. Come on, one more time. Say ready. ready. Here's the first one. The first one is in communication. In communication. We believe that communication is key, and we want to make sure that with all these moving parts in our church, that we're able to communicate at a better capacity and higher level. And so we got around the table and we said, what would it look like for our church to increase in communication? Because we don't want people being missed out. Maybe they'll put a connection card in, or maybe we'll have an upcoming event, or maybe we'll be doing something within our church. We hate it when people say, man, I wish I would have known. We want to have better communication. And when we said it's 2018, about to be 2019, what's a best way to communicate? Well, we're going to grow in our areas of communication regarding email and and texting and things like that, and obviously communicating on Sunday. And so if, you, if we don't have your information, please put it on a connection card so we can make sure you're getting all that. But maybe you say, I don't want to fill out a connection card. I just want to go on my phone. Maybe you're there. Well, we're excited to be able to announce that we got you. We're announcing our new Walk Church app. Come on. We're excited about this app. The, the Walk Church app hit the app store this weekend. <laughs> I don't know if it got any downloads yet, but you should download it, and you should give it a review, all right? And you should give it a five star, Lord willing. And if you got a, a, a review that's not so praiseworthy, just send it to us, email it to us. We'll make sure we get on it, okay? Um, but this is an opportunity, right, for people to be able to grow in their communication with us. And so we really said, all right, what are the things that people want to know about most when it comes to our church? Well, most times people want to know about Sunday, so we have our new to walk tab that you can click on. It'll give you everything you need to know about Sunday as far as location and, and time. We have our sermons. A lot of people want to follow up on sermons, whether that's video or audio. You can click on that. Find that right there. Events, upcoming events, whether that's our prayer night or we're doing a block party or trunk or treat coming up next month. All types of cool stuff. You'll be able to go straight to the app 
and be able to get the information you need. Maybe you want to join a group. You say, you know what? They always talk about groups. How do I join a group? Just download the app, all right? And go to groups, and it'll give you the next step of what you need to do there. Maybe you want to do online giving without the whole envelope and writing all that stuff down. Just go to the app, all right? Hit the give button, give you what you need. Maybe you want a Walk Church news feed where you can see what Walk Church is tweeting and Facebooking and Instagramming and different things that are happening. There's a news feed right there on the app, and that's going to be a way for us to communicate better. Amen? Amen. So I hope that you'll download it and enjoy it, and it would be beneficial. We'll continue to make improvements on it. It will continue to level up as we go, but we thought, you know what? This would be a cool thing to announce on our three-year birthday. So we're fired up about the Walk Church app. One more thing about this app that I also found that was pretty interesting and pretty cool at the same time and powerful. Um, we want to increase in our prayer life and in the life of our church. And we, we believe that if we're a praying church, we're going to be a healthy church. And not just a healthy church, if we're a praying church, we'll be a powerful church. Because when we go to Jesus in prayer, there's power there. We, we grow together in him. And there's something about corporate prayer where it's not just one person praying over a prayer request. We got a whole church praying over prayer requests. So when you download the app, there's a little button that says prayer wall. And so what we're doing is we're taking the prayer requests that we hand in on Sunday. We're not tying anybody's names to them, but we're going to put those prayer requests on there. And it's going to give you an opportunity to just pray over those prayer requests right there. Or maybe you tap it and it'll say, five people are now praying over this prayer request. That's a cool opportunity for us to increase in our prayer life in our church. We believe the more we pray, right, the more God is going to increase in the life of our church and family. Amen? So let's, be, let's grow in that this year. Every month we do a first Wednesday prayer gathering where we meet at our ministry office. If you need the location for that, download the app, all right? We're going to get it to you. Um, every first Wednesday of the month, the first Wednesday in October, we'll be meeting at our prayer office at 6.30 p.m. to seek the Lord's face in prayer. This past one was our biggest one, and it was just a sweet, powerful time. So we want to increase in communication. One way to do that is through our Walk Church app. So I hope you get it. Let me give you the second way we want to increase. We want to increase in community. We want to increase in community. Not just communication, but there's power in community. This one another lifestyle, this ability to get to know each other better. Let me show it to you out of a couple scriptures in the Gospel of John. God has been speaking to me through this book, John. Um, if you ever want to read a book in the Bible that's just fascinating, that'll blow you away, read the Gospel of John. It's the fourth Gospel in the New Testament. There's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and then there's John. This book of John has just been amazing in my life. But I, I was reading in John chapter 1, and I just want you to see this right here. It just it spoke to me. It said, one of the two who heard John the Baptist speak followed Jesus was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his own brother Simon and said to him, we have met the Messiah, which means Christ. He brought him to Jesus. Come on, somebody. The first, the first ever brought to Jesus moment right there. I love that right there. He brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, you're Simon. They're the son of John. You shall be called Cephas, which means Peter. Do you guys recognize that we would never even have Peter in the Bible if it wasn't for a bringer? If it wasn't for this guy right here, Andrew, who said, Let, wait, I'm going to follow you, Jesus. Let me just go bring somebody with me. I love that right there. Some of y'all did that today. Some of you said, I want to show up for church on Sunday. I want to celebrate this three-year birthday. I want to eat tacos and cake, but I don't want to do it alone. Like, I want to be able to do that with somebody I love. 
somebody I know. Somebody that is real in my life, I want to do that. I want to enjoy that. I want to enjoy that koinonia fellowship, that, that deep, intimate fellowship. In the New Testament, in the New Testament alone, not just the entire Bible, the New Testament alone, God uses this phrase, one another, over 50 times. What that teaches me is that it's impossible for you and I to live the Christian life that he's called us to live by ourselves. Now we need one another. We need to do what Andrew did, which was say, you know what? I'm gonna go find somebody and bring them with me. We wanna increase this year in our community. Let me give you another verse, similar context in Matthew chapter four. While walking by the Sea of Galilee, Jesus saw two brothers, Simon, is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Now Matthew's giving us his side of the story. And he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother. They were in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets, and he called them immediately. They left their boat and their father and followed him. I was reading this recently. We were discussing these verses in our charge group. And what Jesus showed me was something significant. Sometimes I feel like, I talk to different people all the time in different levels in their walk with Jesus or different stages. And sometimes I hear this mentality like, hey, I can follow Jesus by myself. Or sometimes people will say, you know what? I love Jesus. I just don't like people. I love Jesus. I just don't like the church. I love Jesus. I just don't want to talk to anybody. I love Jesus. I just don't want to go anywhere, right? And, and here's the reality. Jesus calls people to follow him together. Did you catch that? It, it, I never thought about it like this until recent, that Jesus looks at this disciple and he says, follow me, but then he looks at another one and says, you too. It's this reality that Jesus calls us to follow him together. And so I think it's only right that this year and the rest of the life of our church that we continue to increase in community. Like how could you live out a scripture that says love one another if you never see one another? Or how could you live out love one another if the most time amount that you spend with one another is staring at the back of their heads? <laughs> right? You can only love so much right now, so I want to encourage you that there's another level of love. And that's found in groups. I was reading in the Gospels about Jesus and how he talks about forgiving each other. How can you ever forgive one another if you separate yourself from one another? Look at this scripture with me in Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17, verse 3 through 5. Jesus says, pay attention to yourselves. I always do that. I miss the exclamation point. Jesus is like, pay attention to yourselves, right? That's how you read it. That's how you should read it. If your brother sins, rebuke him. We don't use that verse enough. I don't want to offend him. And if he repents, forgive him. Do that too, right? It says, forgive him. And, and if he sins against you seven times in that day, man, that's, that's rough turns to you seven times saying, I repent, I'm turning away. Jesus says, it's a command, you must forgive him. The apostles said to the Lord, Oxano, our faith. I love that word increase, amen? 
The disciples looked at Jesus and said, you better give me an increase if you want me to do that. I need an increase. I need an increase in my faith. I need an increase in community. I need an increase in my ability to be able to live the life you've called me to live, which is really the decreased life, so Jesus can step in and increase in your life and be able to forgive as only he can forgive and love like only he can love. But in order for that to happen, we gotta be around people. Just write this, write this down. I want you to write it down if you can or screenshot it, take a note of it. It's a reality statement. That, it's just one reality statement that I wanna talk about before we finish. It's this. The call to follow Jesus is a call to follow together. I can't escape it. I can't, I've been studying the scriptures for several years now and I can't get around the fact that the call to follow Jesus is the call to follow together. It's what we see all throughout the scriptures. One of the ways that we do that here at Walk Church is called charge groups. Charge groups. And so I wanna continue to push this in front of our church because I really believe in the power of it. That if you haven't joined a group or if you're looking for a group, would you do it? Would you just go into the back of our charge group area right in the back of our service today and fill out one of those paths and just try to make it to one? Or maybe you go on the app and you just send an invite and we'll follow up with you and get you connected at the right one. Um, this was a picture that my wife took uh, this past Thursday at my house. Uh, I didn't even know she did it because we were in a moment of prayer and we were just studying the word with each other. We went in our backyard and started eating and, and fellowshipping. And man, what, what God did in this one night was so powerful in my life. Sometimes, can I just be honest? Sometimes it'll be like right before that and I'll be like, man, I don't know if I'm gonna go to group or not. And then I realize it's at my house. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to open the door or not. <laughs> right? I, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you, church family. I got no reason to lie. God won't bless it if I lie to you. I've been to thousands of groups now. I've been to thousands of charge groups, small groups, Bible studies, discipleship groups, whatever you want to call them. We call them charge groups here at Walk Church because I believe when you get around the community, you get charged up. Kind of like your phone, right? By the end of the day, the battery's low, right? That's similar to us. If we separate ourselves long enough, our battery will die. But when we get around the right type of people, they charge us up. That's what charge groups exist for, is to grow people in their walk with Christ and charge them up. And so I've been, been to thousands of them. I don't always want to go beforehand. But after each group, I cannot, I tried to. I tried to remember one. I tried to remember just one that I left thinking, man, I, I wish I didn't come. I couldn't. There's something powerful, supernatural about coming together with other believers and lifting Jesus up with the word in front of us. Sometimes we say we experience ESPN at the group. And you're like, man, you watch SportsCenter at the group? Sometimes we actually do. But we also do this. Encouragement, we encourage each other at the group. Right? We read scripture at the group. We open up God's word and he comes alive to us through his word at the group. We pray for each other at the group. And we talk about next steps at the group. We'll say, hey, man, I got a next step. I got something I need to do because I came. And so I would encourage you to plug into a charge group. We actually have new charge groups that are happening just right around th this week. We launched a couple last week. We're launching one this week. There was a lady in our church that approached us and she said, hey, I'm a teacher at Desert Oasis High School. And she said, I would really love to have a group of, of teachers that I can relate to. There's just something special about educators relating with one another. Could I do an educator charge group? 
And we said, absolutely you can. She said, I want to start that and I want to do that at the ministry office. So we released her to do that. And her name's Christy Watson. And I would encourage you, if you're an educator in the room, if you're a teacher, if you're an administrator, if you're a, a principal or a dean or whatever that may look like for you, and you want to get around some other educators and be a part of this group, sign up afterwards right there in our charge group table or go on the app and just say, I want to be a part of this group. It's an opportunity for you to engage. There's all types of groups happening. There's groups that are uh, for the empty nesters that don't want kids in the background screaming. Or there's groups that, like ours, you're going to have kids in the background screaming. It's just part of it, all right? Um, but either way, we just, we'd hope that you get plugged in into a group. There's something power there, powerful there. I want to give you just a, a little bit more encouragement about a, a new group that's starting um, that you can see right here on this video. Check this out. something missing in your Christian life. Do you feel like all that Christianity promises, it hasn't delivered? Something has passed you by? Have you wondered why we're not making a greater impact in the world, even though there are Christians everywhere? Well, I'm Dr. Tony Evans, and I want to talk to you about this special series called Kingdom Disciples, Heaven's Representative on Earth. God has a plan to manifest himself in history, but only through his disciples. And in this study, we want you to experience all that God has for you and through you make all the difference he wants to make in the lives of others. Let's find out what a kingdom disciple is and what difference a kingdom disciple can make. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited about this new study that we're going to be doing and launching in the first week of October. Uh, this is going to be happening just in a couple weeks. A lot of men in our church went through this kingdom man study that we did a few months ago. We had over 40 men in our church go through the kingdom man study. We clap at Walk Church. We, you can clap with us. But here's the deal. I don't want to live in the past. I want to increase now. Amen? And what, what we heard from that is, man, we went through kingdom man, but we want to keep going and growing. And so Tony Evans, Dr. Tony Evans, has the next phase of Kingdom Man. He calls it Kingdom Disciples. And Kingdom Disciples is for men and women. There's no gender-specific call to discipleship. Jesus just says, go and make disciples. And so we're launching a Kingdom Disciples men's group and a Kingdom Disciple women's group the first week in October. It's going to be a seven-week commitment, all right? And maybe you say, you know what, I'm... I can't make all seven. Well, just make what you can. I think you'll be blessed by what you can make, and I think you'll be encouraged by it. And so we have these invite cards, these info cards. When you walk out today, you won't be able to miss them. They'll be right in front of you. It just says Kingdom Disciple. It'll give you the information, the time, and the location for where we're launching Kingdom Disciples. It's going to be led by our brother Gary and our sister Seaham Jasmine. So this, the, the Jasmines are fired up. And are ready to roll. You're going to be hearing more information about these kingdom groups. A, a good friend of mine, I saw him not too long ago, and he, he was walking around. He had his kingdom man book in his hand. I was like, man, you, got, you still got the keys out. Bring this everywhere. There's power in the group. Amen? There's just something significant about increasing community. I'm going to give you one more community event that we're going to increase in this year, and then we'll get ready to talk about our last point. And that's something we're fired up about. I want you to just put this date on your calendar. And that's our Walk Church Trunk or Treat. Um, and this year, it's so exciting that um, we, we should have a Schofield logo up there. We'll put that up there for the next time because we partner with our, our, our 
partner here at Schofield to do trunk or treat. And we don't do this by ourselves, and we're going to have our community trunk or treat. Last year, there was nearly 2,000 people that came out to our trunk or treat. It was ridiculous. But we're believing for God to do something special through that, and that's just an opportunity to increase community in our community. Amen? We're redeeming a holiday that people usually see in a different light, and we're making it into an event that people can really have a good time, experience fun and freedom, and just enjoy some time together around the church family and the school family, and it's going to be a really sweet time. So I'm just giving you the date, October 25th. If you can, if you can secure that date, and maybe you would say, I want to volunteer. I want to be either a candy person, or I want to volunteer my car, or I want to be a security person, or I just want to be a parking person. We could use you. Amen? Increase, increase, increase. Let me give you the third and final increase that I believe that God's doing in our life. Um, it's capacity. Capacity. So we want to see God increase in the life of our church in communication, community, and capacity. Capacity. There is a prayer in the Bible. It's a little prayer in the Bible that, that I remember my mom showing me that just really was transformative in my life. I want to show it to you. It's out of 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 10. It's just one prayer, one verse, all right? It's about a guy by the name of Jabez who cried out to the Lord. And here's what Jabez prayed when he cried out to the God of Israel. He said, oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. Does anybody else want to pray that prayer? <laughs> and God granted his request. First, first, first Chronicles chapter 4 is a whole lot of stuff, but... Buried inside of it is the prayer of Jabez. Oh, what a bold prayer. And I love what he prayed. He said, Lord, would you bless me and enlarge my territory? Some of your translations say, expand my territory. Widen my borders. Open the gates up, God. Expand our capacity. And, and when God gave me that word increase, that's the prayer that I started to pray, church. I started to say, all right, I got to go back to Jabez. Lord, would you increase our capacity to reach people? Can, can I give you a quick reminder before we close? That, that we never graduate, we never graduate from seeing lost people find Jesus and find freedom in Christ. Let me give you a verse. Let me give you a verse out of Luke. Luke chapter 19, verse 10. Let's read it off the screen. Ready? One, two, three. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. The Son of Man came to seek and to save people who are lost. Did you know that you could be in a room filled with people that you know, that you love, and are family? That you could have gifts, you could have purpose, you could have all types of different, you could have an awesome job and an awesome car and an awesome house, and you could still feel lost. You could have all those things. You could be in the middle of them. And still sense, you know what, I'm lost. We've had people come up and pray with us and just say, you know what, I'm lost. You could grow up in church all your life and miss it and be lost. And we want to increase this year in seeking and saving the lost. And here's what we know. Here's what we know that we know. We don't do it. It's Christ in us. When you unleash the gospel, you're unleashing Jesus. When you unleash the church, you unleash the body of Christ. And Jesus says, hey, I'm not finished 
seeking and saving lost people. So walk church, get going. Jesus says, I got more to increase in the city of Las Vegas. Last time I checked, we're, 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 we're decreasing our city in a specific number. Listen, when we first started planning Walk Church three years ago, our church was 95% unchurched. That means that 95% of the 2.6 million people that live in Las Vegas would not go to church. That's 2.3 million people that said, I don't care about church. Now, three years later, we're 92%. That's 3%. We better thank God for 3%. That 3% more people have said, you know what? I'm going to go to church. I'm going to check out a group. I'm going to get baptized. Just two weeks ago, we baptized our 72nd person in the life of our church. Well, God is doing something here, church family. Yeah, I believe we're going to see 100 soon. It's going to happen as we continue to live out the calling that Jesus started. Jesus said, I've come. You might ask, why did Jesus come? What was the purpose? Here's the answer. I came to seek. Praise God, he's a seeker, right? Some people get mad at the church for seeking. Why, why do a trunk or treat? Because we're seeking people. Why, why open the door? Why do a block party? Why invite people? Because we're seeking to meet somebody new and build a relationship and see if God might be doing something in their life so that they could no longer be, feel, feel lost but come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior, the one who created them. Each of us have a, a thumbprint of God on us. We're created in his image and his likeness. So until we're with him, we'll feel lost. But Romans says, how will they know unless somebody tells them? So we want to increase in this area. Let me give you one way that we could do that, all right? I'm going to give you an exciting way on how we can increase this year in seeking and saving people and seeing people come to experience freedom and their destiny in Christ. We realize that if God were to increase in this service alone by sending us probably two more families, they wouldn't be able to sit down. I know because there's people in the background standing, all right? So here's what we realized. God's increasing our capacity. What we need to do is we need to live out Oxano. We need to multiply. We need to add a service, all right? So here's with my announcement that on November 4th, yeah, I'm fired up that Walk Church is going to two services, that we're going to increase our capacity to reach people. So we're going to have a 9.15 a.m. service. And we're going to have 11 o'clock a.m. service. Some of y'all are like, I get to sleep. I get to sleep longer. And some of y'all are like, yeah, I can go early and watch football. Yeah. Do what you got to do. Just get here. We're going to increase in our capacity so that you can come and you can actually invite somebody and not have to, I hope there's a seat. Well, there's going to be a seat. We're opening it. We've already met with the leadership here at Schofield. They have been so kind to allow us to, to meet here and to increase our time and to be able to set up, start setting up now on Friday evenings, which is difficult, but it's a help, right? So we can get in here and get rolling. And so that's going to be awesome. But what we need to do is we need our dream team to now increase because here's what that means. That means if we're going to do two services, that we, we're, we're going to need two sets of kids ministry dream team people. Maybe you don't know what Dream Team is. Dream Team is the, person, the people who make the dream come alive. Our volunteer serving team, yeah. So now we're asking our Dream Team to show up on Friday night to help us get this thing set up. Now we're asking our Dream Team 
to not just have one set of volunteers for church on Sunday morning at 9.15, but we want those people to be able to go to church at 11. Amen? So we need two sets of volunteer teams. So I, know, I hope that all the people that are clapping are like, I'm going to join the team. <laughs> right? right? We're going to need more people to say, I got to use my gift. And maybe your gift might be teaching a five-year-old what it means to follow Jesus. Even my son, who's three years old, came into the room the other day and said, let me tell you about Abraham, Dad. He, 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 God blessed him and gave him a new name. I was like, oh, snap. I need... Yeah, he did do that. He said, he said, increase, Dad. Come on, right? He's three. But I, I attribute that to our, our kids' ministry. I attribute that to God working. Right? And so God's going to work through some of you. So we if you would be willing to increase your capacity and say, you know what, once a month I'm going to serve on the setup and teardown team. Once a month I'm going to bring a snack for the sweet creation table. Once a month I'm going to be a greeter. Once a month I'm going to be on the security team. Once a month I'm going to serve in the kids' ministry. I'm going to hold a baby. I'm going to teach a, 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 a student. Our student ministry is increasing. On Thursday nights, our student ministry continues to increase. Maybe you'd like to be a part of that, or maybe you're a student from 6th grade to 12th grade here today, and you're looking for a place to connect and increase in your community. Come check out our Walk Youth Night on Thursday night. It's awesome what God is doing there. All right? Someone's clapping. So we're increasing in capacity. Uh, would you just pray over these dates? We got a little over a month to get ready for two services. And I know some of y'all are like, oh, but I like this service and I got my seat, my chair. Come on, increase, increase, increase. Find a new chair, anoint it, bless it. Do what you got to do. Invite somebody with you so we can live this out, so we can see increase happen. Let me give you one more exciting thing that I'm super fired up about. Remember, the word oxano, increase, could also mean multiply, Right? When we first started our church, we began praying. We said, you know what? We're a church planting church. We came out of an amazing church planting church, Hope Church, who is family for us. We love our Hope family. Hope's actually helping us today with some kids ministry. We love our Hope family. We have some of our Hope family here today. We honor you. Thank you so much for being here. And so one of the things we started with, we said, when we start, we're going to start praying from the beginning. God, would you help us to be able to plant another church out of our church? Statistically, if you don't start planting another church within your first five years of your church plant, you'll never plant another church. Statistically is what they say. Uh, church consultants and whatnot, out of the polls of many churches that are above five years old. So we said from the beginning, we want to be ready. And we began to enter into a partnership with a church called Crawford Baptist Church in Mobile, Alabama, who is a faithful partner of ours. We love them. I've been there. I've preached at their church. They've been here and they've sent mission teams. And while they send a mission team, one of their leaders began to sense something while he was here, just leading a mission trip. And he said, God's doing something. And my wife and I, I said, oh yeah, well, I, I'm glad that he is. What's God speaking to you? He said, I think God may be calling us to plant a church here. And I said, whoa, really? Well, we've been praying that God would raise up somebody to plant a church here. And so I want to introduce you to this couple. This is Ryan and Kirsten Ivey from Crawford Baptist Church. They are... Moving to Las Vegas next month to do a church planning apprenticeship at Walk Church to then we'll be able to plant our first church and send them out next year. Come on, somebody. We want to increase. 
And I talked to Pastor Ryan. And I, he said, man, I'm ready to get out there. They went through their assessment with the North American Mission Board, our denominational partner with the Southern Baptist Convention. They're being resourced. They're going to be able to do an apprenticeship with our church. So you'll be seeing Ryan. He'll be serving here while getting ready to plant here. And we're going to come alongside them. God may raise up some of you here and say, you know what? I love Walk Church. But God's calling me to help start a new church. And that might be your story in a, in a year, two years, whenever we do it. But they're coming out next month to get started. And we're going to see God increase. Amen? Amen. I'm, a, I'm fired up about that. These are the three. Communication, community, and capacity. If everything I talked about just right there, if God would do that this year, if we'll just hold on to him, amen, and say, Jesus, we're not going to let you go. Like Jacob, we're not letting you go until you do it. Because we believe this vision is from him. This is, we're decreasing, he's increasing. And we're going to see God do a special work. In the life of Walk Church, I hope you would get in the game, plug in, tie your shoes up, and let's do this together. Amen? Amen.